That's a reference to something, but I can't figure out what it's a reference to. Um, might be a vine or it might be doesn't matter. <laughs> hey guys, it's Grace. It is morning for us. I don't know, maybe it'll be morning for you when you decide to listen to this. Um I'm here with my friend. Yeah, kind of. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> kind of that you're here or kind of that we're friends? <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> so guys. It's Lauren Boss Bruins HC on Twitter, also known as the Bruins head coach, but not recently because they've been staking. So I've I've been on a hiatus. So that's why they haven't been winning. Sorry. True. Um well, we got a lot to talk about. I made a list of things to talk about. So you're all welcome. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure our list to talk about is just us bitching about people the entire time. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of bitching, but I think we should start with the thing that happened. Oh, did you hear the noise that my throat just made? That was fucking yeah, weird. That was interesting. Um, that was interesting. Uh okay. <laughs> um something that happened pretty immediately after we recorded. And so it was even before the episode came out last week, but it was post our recording. But now we're recording on Sunday morning, which is the day before this will come out. So hopefully for once nothing big happens, you know. Uh which was that Milan Lucic on the Boston Bruins was arrested uh, for what they were first calling like a domestic incident. Um, But what I think everybody could have assumed and what was confirmed as an incident in which he harmed his partner. Um, Get him off the team. Bye. He's (laughs) unnecessary. He sucks. Get him off. If he's a shitty yeah. person, bye. I don't care. Like, like, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of times stuff like this gets brushed under the rug for, like, these, like, guys that you want to refer to as star players. And th- and that's literally ridiculous because I don't want a shitty person on my team, whether they're the best person on there or whether they're getting four minutes a night. So just go away. Like, you had something great. And you fucked it up. And that just, that's not even just hockey. That's like talking about your family with your children yeah. that were, you know, around when this happened. Like, God, it's just, yeah, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. And, and I think that it's what we always talk about, which is stupid, um, that is especially frustrating as, women who are sports fans to watch these players so flippantly and actively be misogynistic, abusive, you know, terrible, terrible people. Um, There's no excuse for it. Um, I know that details suggested that he was intoxicated at the time. That doesn't matter. I think we've talked about Don't it many care. times before. Yeah, when they've done terrible things. Um, and so I don't care. I, I think probably part of the reason that he's still not hasn't been waived. Number one is because no, I guess there's only one reason. Two reasons. One is Don Sweeney's stupid. 
Number two. <laughs> um, we and, knew that I mean, for a long time. Yeah, and so my fear is that they're going to let him at any point back on the team. But the other reason is because I don't know what the system is for when you're no longer on a team, if you can still be a part of the player assistance program, um, because he did enter the program to get help with substance abuse um, or substance abuse disorder, and presumably they want to ensure that he can continue to get that help. And I want to make very clear here, like, I'm not going to, I already started to go into my jail thing at one point. I have a lot of thoughts because I'm a law student and law students have a lot of thoughts. I'm still, even if a person is absolutely terrible and abhorrent and I hate them, I don't, I still believe that substance use disorders should be taken seriously and should be treated separate from whatever crime they may have committed. That's my take. So if he gets the help for that, that's fine. Again, doesn't change anything about that. I think he needs serious punishment for what he did. Um, yeah. So, you know, whatever the reasoning is, I hope he never plays in a Bruins game again. I hope he never plays in an NHL hockey game again. Um, and other, uh, you know, truly terrible. Fuck him. I, I hated seeing everybody after it happened being like, oh, but he was my favorite player. Like, yeah. there's a reason I love the Bruins. I was like, like think about think about the people who he just harmed, and it's not yeah. you. Like just because yeah. he was your favorite player growing up, that doesn't mean anything. He has kids. Like like he harmed his entire family, whether it was directly or indirect. And like take a step back and realize that these are actual people for once in your life. Mm. Touch fucking grass, as they say. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the NHL player assistance program, um, a good dude, perfectly good dude, um, Sam Gerard entered the player assistance program. Uh, he's a player on the Avs, for those of you who don't know, um, to get treatment for um, anxiety and depression um, that led to an increase in substance use and... Um, so he'll be away from the team for a while, uh, which I think is it's great that he is getting the help that he needs. Again, we've heard good things about the player assistance program, um, so I'm I'm grateful that that is happening uh, and hope that he's able to heal up. Um, and yeah, I think it's just good when players talk about it and are open about it. And, and I think it helps astronomically, you know, not even just other players, but just people in general to see somebody on that sort of stage talking about it, because this is something that happens to a lot of people. It's not just, you know, it can feel very shameful, like to be dealing with these like mental health issues or substance use disorders. And so I think it's good and refreshing to see a player at his caliber and on this sort of platform, you know, take this step and, and be open about taking that step, which again, we're not owed that explanation. Like he does not have to tell us and all the respect in the world to any players that <clears throat> enter the program and don't want to talk about it. And that's perfectly okay. Or want to talk about it later on, like Spencer Knight did. Um, but yeah, it's just good to, it's good to see and good to see the support um, 
for him because, again, he's a good dude. Yeah, I was, um, especially with stuff like anxiety, because I know there's a lot of, especially, like, stigma around depression and anxiety. Just because, like, everybody, if you talk to the older generation, they're like, well, we were always stressed out when we were kids and Mm. we never you know labeled it or anything and it's like okay good for you like that's (laughs) great but when you look at someone who's like you said on this big platform and when you have kids who i mean the rates of depression and anxiety in our generation and i guess those younger than us are skyrocketed from the past and i think it's partially because of the way that life is now but also because of the sort of the efforts to reduce the stigma that has been formed by our parents generation um so like you said it's really it's really important for these players if they are comfortable doing so being like hey this is what i am facing you might also be facing this, but I am going to work and try yeah. to get myself better. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I think that it takes an enormous amount when you're it all the more powerful when you're on that stage to be able to say something, but it also, I think, takes all the more strength because you have all these eyes on you, all of these people expecting this of you. So, um, kudos to him. Wish him the best. I have no doubt that he'll come back and be. Uh, stronger than ever. Um, <laughs> talking about some less than transparent things. And I, again, I don't believe we are owed an explanation by a player for anything. That said, if you're a team who has historically, uh, no, notoriously, swept things under the rug, maybe a little bit of clarity would help. Um, If you don't know who I'm subtweeting right now, it is the Chicago Blackhawks and how they are handling the Corey Perry situation. That is, the Blackhawks have reported something different than the league, um, which is that the Blackhawks say that this was Corey Perry's decision. The league says that this was the team's decision, um, that Corey Perry is taking an indefinite leave of absence from the team. Everybody's talking about him like he's dead or that he got like a hip put out him put out on him or he's in witness protection program or something outrageous. Lauren, what's your take on that? Uh, God, I don't know, because I feel like it teeters the line where it's like it's like, yes, this this team is awful and they've been hiding things for years but also you want to respect someone's like individual preference of being able to say if something's wrong but it's also it's it's partly frustrating because of the past of this team and that's like the whole reasoning why this is a big deal and then the reason the fact that nobody has their story straight mm. is terrifying because like yeah i mean everybody's gonna have that natural curiosity of what's going on 
But I've also seen some insane rumors. And it's like, let's collect ourselves. Because some of them are literally ridiculous. I mean, they're possible, but they're insane. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know where to take this. Because it's just... There's there's no information besides conflicting information. Right. And I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm going to believe at this point the NHL, which said that this was a team decision. It, I, and I guess it didn't come from the NHL. It came from report, reporters for, like, NHL.com, mm-hmm. The Athletic. Um, because I just don't trust the Blackhawks organization. And, I mean, look, if if it comes out that he did this horrible thing... Again, I have no idea. I mean, there's a, I literally have no idea what's going on. Literally no idea. Because, um, you know, when they enter, like, the player assistance program, I don't think there's ever been an instance where a player has entered it and not, and it hasn't been made clear that they were entering it. Like, it hasn't always, they haven't always said why. But I'm pretty sure they have always reported that it happened. And again, it says he's away from the team. I don't know what it is. It's so weird, though, and it just it really reflects poorly on the Blackhawks organization to be putting out these conflicting reports. Um, it's so tough that we have to sit here and be like, do we believe the NHL or the Blackhawks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, again, like this seems to be pretty par for the course for the Blackhawks organization. And so I think that they have to be particularly sensitive. Um, yeah. You know, and I do fear that if something happened and Corey Perry decided to leave this organization or step away from this organization specifically, that to me would be motivation for the Blackhawks to make it seem like it's his decision and him doing something rather than anything else. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, like, I don't know, but it's it's pretty crazy that we don't at least have some sort of consistent information um, so I don't know, again, a player doesn't owe us an explanation for anything, but that doesn't mean that this organization should not still be honest about, like, at the very least, whether or not this was a team decision or this was his decision. Um, yeah. And they've clearly clamped down on the mouths of everybody, uh, within the organization and had them not say anything like Nick Felino, I know didn't said he didn't know anything let's be real they all know but it whatever it is yeah. um i don't know um but beyond criticizing the blackhawks organization we can also criticize the league uh the bruins took the l yesterday saturday november 25th against the rags um and in that game which was just pitiful to watch Honestly, at first from both sides, the Rangers kind of got it together. But first I was like, there's no way these are the two best teams in the league. Like, I'm sorry, these teams suck. Um, felt like I was watching an Oilers-Sharks game. Um, yeah. But in that game, Truba, go blue, uh, a Michigan man, um, <laughs> swung his stick. <laughs> and smack Trent Frederick in the side of the head. Lauren, I know you have plenty of thoughts. Funny you. Well, first of all, he got a fine, a $5,000 fine. It happened very quickly. The league was like, yep, $5,000. Um, 
Okay. Lauren, give me your take. $5,000 for hitting someone in the head like a ba- with like they were playing fucking baseball is absolutely ridiculous. And I don't want to sit here because there's a lot of discourse going on about Truba as in saying if he's a quote-unquote dirty player. And I'm not going to sit here and say that. But I am going to sit here and say that it was a dirty play. And if you're questioning intent, you're insane. And also, if you're saying, if you're saying, because um, Liv, I think, was one of the first people that I saw post the video. Yeah, she, I'm pretty sure she was the first person to post the video, which, I mean, yeah, hey, I'm pretty sure she was. Got great and for the- her for always, always keeping an eye on Trent Frederick. She sees that yeah. stuff, you know? <laughs> Yeah, do you think do you think she was the reason that he got fined? <laughs> I actually was thinking about this. I don't doubt that the ensuing shitstorm of Bruins fans and people led the play, the the Department of Player Safety actually to notice that this had happened because otherwise I don't know it went unnoticed. No Bruins yeah, announcer. I didn't no, see it. Like it would have had to have come from either Trent Frederick being like, "Hey, go watch this replay. I just got whacked mm-hmm. in the head" cuz even in the play Almost no other players react to it besides Truba and Frederick. Um, okay. So I don't know. But people are using that, like, that no oh, Bruins yeah. reacted as, a, like, right, they knew it was incidental. No, nobody saw it. Everybody was exactly. another player. The play had, was going on. It, it, the whistle blew as he, he was getting whacked in the head. So, yeah. Like, no, yeah, 100%. Like, and and it, it doesn't help that the Bruins lost because now everybody's just sitting here and they're thinking that we're all sore losers. And it's like, no, we know how to lose a game. Um, but we also know that it's not normal to just whack someone in the head with your stick. Like, it's not like he was, like, on the verge of falling. It's not like he was trying to regain his balance. And also... His hand, Trent Frederick's hand was not on Truba's stick. It was on his chest. Truba did all of the movement himself. So, but, um, yeah. If one more, if one more man is like, you guys need to learn hockey. So frustrating. So fucking annoying. And I, I said it, I just tweeted it this morning because I could not, like, mostly I saw it and I'm going to, I don't. A podcast, not from our network, tweeted in response to an individual with very few followers, multiple individuals actually, and was telling them to take a breath, calm down, you're being dramatic. I only saw those responses to women. Yep. Um, and let's just be honest, I mean, it is such a constant pattern of... <laughs> Men who, I cannot stress enough, are the most dramatic about sports. They always react the most. You see you see men getting into fights. You see men, like physical fights. You see men punching things, punching walls, punching their partners. <laughs> like, you see men having these outrageous reactions to sports. And yet, somebody, a woman on the internet uses all caps, and you have the audacity to say that she's being dramatic. You are a fucking hypocrite. Like, you are fucking insane. Um, 
you want to get into this discourse about whether or not this was a dirty play, intentional, non-intentional, fine. But if your only responses to women are that they are being dramatic and they need to calm down or learn the sport or whatever, you're a bad person and I don't like you. Um, <laughs> so... It's- it's just it's just bizarre and it's like it's it's crazy because if you sit around i encourage every man who listens to us to sit around at the super bowl with people who care about the game that's going on or any game in general but the super bowl is the first like big event that came to my head take yourself out of the environment and watch how people who care about the sport around you react because i promise you people will get so upset about this game that even even people who have this game has no effect on their lives now i think it's crazier with sports betting that's just oh yeah another issue with um you know now you're actually involved in this game for the wrong reasons but just take a look around you and realize how these people how your friends react because i think it's really interesting to see once you're not in that environment how they are i don't know it's just like people react in such funny ways and i think especially with when i've gone to the bar and watched hockey games and you see like men like slamming their drinks on the table or like hitting the table or like screaming and it's like my brother in christ we are watching a hockey game right now it isn't that deep it, I, I promise you it's not that deep. Before you respond to a woman on Twitter about her sports take, ask yourself, would I say this to a man? And even then, does this carry different connotations if I'm saying it to a woman? Um, yeah. Look inwards, babes. Look inwards. You sound it's just really frustrating. Dumb. Like, like yeah. just... Like, I don't think I've ever then like take a breath and <laughs> like just think about it like you're wrong but take a breath because that's going to first of all that's not going to elicit any kind of normal response from any kind of person if you're telling them they're being over dramatic like if you want to talk about it let's talk about it but don't yeah. like be like you're being over dramatic because you think that this happened when I think that it didn't happen and I am right. It's like, okay. Yeah. No, it's infuriating. I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think that Truba is a, is the dirty player that people make him out to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the same way that Charlie McAvoy's, you know, a high hit on OEL was stupid as fuck. Um, I think this was a stupid play and it, it warranted more of a, a punishment than $5,000, which to a guy who's making 8 million is really nothing. Um, but that's, that's the thing though. It's like, like you can like, like we can sit here and acknowledge that there are things that our players have done that are stupid and they deserved a fine or they deserved a suspension, whether mm-hmm. the suspension was more or not enough whatever throw that argument out the window but you can sit here and be like that's not cool our players shouldn't have done that but on twitter it's like either 
you either have to be like this player did a horrible thing and then you see what you know rangers twitter being like well you know frederick hit himself in the face <laughs> it's like yeah i'm sure he really wanted to do that um just acknowledge the fact that people on your team can do wrong because there are there there are the Bruins are not angels. The Rangers are not angels. Any of the other teams in this league are not filled of angels. And speaking of, you know, another thing on this topic, and that also led to people telling me to learn the game, you know, that's hockey, baby, or whatever, was when during the Panthers game, and it was the first time the Bruins have played the Cats since the OEL thing happened, um, especially in the first period, I think the Panthers kind of stopped doing it because they realized that they were not playing very well um, in that game. Uh, they were really gunning for these hits on Charlie McAvoy. And I was saying, and I tweeted this, that there is, to me, like I'm not going to get hated on again because I say something about the way hockey is and this idea of retribution and you know, making players answer for hits that got them suspended or whatever hurt one of your players. Um, look, I, I just tweeted, like, you know, these hits are getting dangerous. Just drop the fucking gloves with Charlie McAvoy. Fine, do that. But that's what, that's a better way to do it than making these borderline dangerous hits. And everybody's like, well, they should expect it. You know, he deserved it after that. I personally just don't think that that is a compelling argument because that's why we have suspensions is specifically to avoid more players getting hurt by doing this sort of thing. Um, and again, I understand the need to answer for things that you do, but again, that just led to a whole bunch of people being like, you know, this is hockey. Like you don't get it. It's tough. I'm sorry that I don't want to see players getting absolutely, you know, destroyed, uh, because they had a hit that got them suspended. Like, I, I don't want to see the Bruins players try to injure Jacob Truba the next time that we play the Rangers. That's not what I want. You know, I don't think that that's an effective way to handle this. Um, but people really didn't like that. You know what I have to say I, to that? Fuck you. I can't believe, like, with all that we know about, like, head injuries now, mm. especially, I can't believe people still are, like, rooting for like a retribution hit or any kind of hit up high like it's right it's ridiculous to me like i you know i tweet about that shit all the time where it's like one little thing can ruin someone's life like yeah this is this is their um this is their livelihood they choose to do this i understand that but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they choose to get hit in the head because they made a mistake and they did it they made a dirty play like it's just fucking stupid people people are rooting for so much violence and honestly like really need to look inward yeah i'm you know so whatever if you guys want to fight with me about that or fight with us about that take we don't care fight with us i don't care but you know what you shouldn't do say that it's because we're women and we don't get hockey um Maybe fight with us. We'll make you look really stupid. 
That's true too. So I'm always like, go ahead, let's find out what happens when you try. Um, at any rate, uh, some other things around the league, maybe slightly less infuriating, depends who you ask. Um, for the first time, Kyle Dubois faced his former team, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, now he's with the Penguins. Um, and he won. So people were really excited about that. I was more just excited that the Leafs lost because I don't like the Leafs. Yeah. Um, and the Penguins suck, and I'm not really afraid of them. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not good. Um, Lauren, what are your thoughts? Do you think this? I think this a lot of this Dubai beef is kind of blown out of proportion. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I I don't know. I th- I think. Beef in general is just so funny to me. Like, I I feel like I'm a person, like, who gets over things relatively quickly. And so, like, whether it's you have issues with a player or whether, you know, I I don't know. I just think it, I, I think it's all stupid. Like, get over it. Like, yeah, we're, I mean- like tomorrow after this. All of this Truba stuff is going to be gone. Maybe not for the yeah. players. But it, it's just at this point where we need to understand how to manage our emotions and get it over things. Yeah. And I... Yeah. Men, start managing your emotions, okay? Um, get a therapist. Get a therapist. I yeah. should take my own advice. True. That would solve a lot of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's, it's sort of like the same people who are always like, you know, are so pissy about Bruce Cassidy. Um, I think he's shown he doesn't have any hard feelings left. I mean, this Mm -hmm. league goes through coaches, like they're fucking diapers. I don't know what a good, that was, I don't, I don't know what metaphor I was going for there, but you get my point (laughs) for simile. I guess that was a simile. Sorry, guys. Um, I'll work on it. Um, but anyway, I uh, <laughs> so I think that like just the idea that like coaches are like holding these grudges, like you can just still be a good coach and no longer be a good fit, or even like executives, obviously. Um, but like you can still be a good fit for another team and and uh, have it work out. Um, well, it's like the same thing about when you're talking about a player. It's like. A player can suck on one team and then absolutely thrive on another. So it's like that's why when when like the trade deadline comes around, I don't like pay too much attention to how they played on one team. Like obviously it's important, but this this person like when when Geeky was coming to the Bruins, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he has you know relatively average stats. He wasn't playing that much when he was with the Kraken, but he could be a different player with a different line under a different coach in a different city. Like there's so many factors that play into someone's actual performance on the ice that I don't think a lot of people think about. I think a lot of people are just like, this is a player's baseline and he's going to be the same, whether he's in, uh, I don't know, Dallas or Minnesota or anywhere, you know, throughout the league. Um, so yeah, I think like it's the same. It's pre- it's relatively similar with coaching. Like, 
Bruce brought his mentality to Vegas, and that won them a cup. So, yeah, I mean, and you see, I think you're right with players. I mean, especially there's like this whole other element that it's not as simple as like you take a good player off a team, that's going to make that team worse, and it's going to make the other team that he goes to better. Or like the one I'm thinking of right now is PLD going from the Jets to the Kings. The Kings who are now on like a six-game winning streak or something um, and are doing great, are second, I think, in the Pacific, if not first. Um, no, they're second because the Knights. Um, but, uh, like everybody, you have both sides being like people who like PLD and people who don't like PLD being like, look, this is, this proves he was, you know, that losing him was addition by subtraction because now the the Jets are playing really well. Um, they're on like a three game winning streak. They've been playing great. Kyle Connor's insane. Um, but then you, you know, you look at the Kings and it's like, okay, actually he's added a whole other element to this team uh, and he's playing great for them. So, I mean, I think that multiple things can be true at once that like somebody just wasn't a good fit on one team, whether it's a coach, an executive, a player, and still be a great fit for another team. Um, And it doesn't necessarily mean that like they were locker room cancer or that they sucked or that they were, you know, the best player in the league. Um, So I think that that's just like a, something we got to do away with. You got to be able to look at things as multifaceted rather than, um, you know, super, super straightforward. Um, at any rate, um, other things, speaking of the Knights, they got shut out last night by the Coyotes, which I love to see. I love the Coyotes. <laughs> Go off. Um, Ingram. What are your thoughts on Ingram? Do you like Ingram as goalie? The Coyotes? Yeah. No? yeah. Great game, shut out. Love to see it. Good dude. Um, I hear. Uh, other news around the league. Nico Hisher or Hisher. I'm never gonna say Hischer. his name correctly, and I don't care. Um, at all. He's so back. Um, he's so back. He did have two points in his return game. Uh, yeah. from an injury. Good for him. The. I don't know who won that game. I think it was against the Sabres. The Devils won. It was like Devils won. So <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. A lot of which is funny because just like two weeks ago we had bees memes asking us like, doesn't it feel like there are fewer goals being scored this year? And now suddenly <laughs> it's like the Bruins were like seven to four uh, or seven yeah. to five, and the fucking now we're getting seven point games. Um, Dude, there's but, something then, to be said about the top two teams having like this high scoring game. It's like I feel like I feel like that's pretty classic. They just forget how to play hockey and it's just like a pure scoring match. Yeah. And like also like talk about two of the best goalies currently. I mean, it wasn't just starting yeah. in for the Rangers, who I would just generally consider a better goalie than Quick, but it was Quick, who's a great goalie, and Linus Allmark at the other end, who's a great goalie, reigning Vezina trophy winner. And uh they both they let in like a bajillion goals each. So I'm sitting here like, what are we doing? Um, not that it was their fault. You know, we can get into it. I know we got some questions about the Rangers from you'll never guess who. Um, we'll <laughs> yeah. Um, who I muted thing, on Twitter for that game. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's so real. Um, but uh, the other thing that I just wanted to talk about because it's crazy in the top ten skaters in points. Uh, 
The Canucks have three of them. Three. JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, and um, Quinn Hughes. That's insane. They have 88 goals for in their first 22 games or something. Um, crazy. So here's my thing. I don't think Thatcher Demko's having to do that much work because they're scoring yeah. a fuck ton. And I know. I'm mostly hanging on to the fact that we kind of roasted Thatcher Demko, and now I'm going to hold on to that for a while. Not even that he's a bad goalie, because I do like him. But he's not this good, okay? Like, let's chill out. Um, yeah. Lauren, thoughts? I know that you like Quinn Hughes. I love... I Because I, I remember very specifically there was... I don't know if you asked me the question or if someone asked the question, but it was like... Is this gonna be Quinn Hughes leading a rebuild team? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Like, I feel bad for him, but I think so. And now I'm like, well, girly, you were wrong because this is not a rebuilding team at this point in the season. I mean, things could always change, but I don't know. It's it's exciting to watch, especially um, for a team that has been relatively subpar these past few seasons. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, so we'll see. Um, Oilers kind of got it. Well, they won against the Caps. Yay, congrats, whatever. <laughs> um, and a little update on the standings, which obviously could in theory change tonight because there are games. Um, now the Rangers hold the number one spot overall in the league. Um, they have the same number of points, though, as the Bruins, which is 31. Um, in the Atlantic, you've got Bruins, Cats, Lightning, Metro, Rangers, Flyers, Capitals. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Central, you got Abs, Jets, Stars, and then the Pacific, you have Knights, Kings, Canucks. Lauren, biggest surprise out of those stand- of those top three standings in each uh, division? Um. So, I am still surprised with Boston, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I I I don't know I don't remember if I don't think I was ever calling them a wild card team, um, but I I it's 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 still funny to me when I scroll through Twitter and that I forget who it was but he was like it was a picture of the Bruins roster and it was like how is this team winning Oh yeah I, I like, saw that <laughs> Yeah Um I can't believe how not to say they're doing poorly but how high my standards were for Carolina as oh. well um I just they should they should be top three like th- on paper I feel like they are a good team but mm. and and then obviously the the devils like what the fuck you're supposed to win my Stanley Cup yeah, I'm not doing um so but then we get to the west and it's like okay sure yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen with, with you either. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the Central's pretty pretty normal. I'm surprised about I the mean, Jets. I didn't think the Jets yeah, would be that. Yeah, I guess I don't... I think I had them as a wild card. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that was a really long time ago. Um, the only team that... like, I mean, it's nice to see that Seattle is 
fourth in the Pacific, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then again, who are they fighting against? Um, yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I thought they were going to be third, I think, uh, from what I mm-hmm. remember. Um, and I thought that Edmonton was going to give a bigger fight. <laughs> but you can't have a fight without a goalie. Um, not to say that it's it's literally not, not the goalie's fault, but it's it would help. It varies. It would it would help to have um, me in that. True, but not everybody has that luxury. Uh, yeah, they could. And you um, know, so technically, I mean, if we're let me just look at this quick so I can give you an actual. Um, so currently, it'd be those six teams in the West. Let's say Avs, Jets, Stars, Knights, Kings, Canucks. If we were in the playoffs right now, it'd be those mm-hmm. three, those six, I should say, and then it would be the uh, Blues and the Coyotes. Um, I think it would be Seattle. Oh uh, yeah, it'd be Blues and Seattle. Um. And then in the East, it'd be Bruins, Panthers, Lightning, Rangers, Flyers, Capitals, um, and then the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs. Um, and as I mentioned multiple times, history tells us that 80% of those teams are going to be in the playoffs. So that's what we're looking at. Um, it's going to be weird. Um, because those are some weird teams that I didn't expect. And I think that there's still plenty of room for shuffling though. So, but odds are a lot of those teams are going to make the playoffs and maybe they'll, you know, end up as wild cards or maybe they'll move up a little bit. Some other teams will sneak in, but, um, I think it'll be interesting to see some, maybe some teams we haven't seen for a while or didn't expect to see. Um, I want to know when the Sharks or just any of the worst teams are going to be officially eliminated from playoff contention. Like, I'm, I just can't wait to see, like, it's going to be like four sharks. It's going to be like January 1st, maybe not <laughs> even like, maybe it could be like mid December. Um, it's, it's always really funny. Like seeing those graphics on Twitter, or Instagram, and it's like sharks in big letters. And then it's eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> and it just, it, honestly, it makes you feel kind of bad, but it's also yeah. hilarious. It is. I mean, hey, look, Sharks, your time will come, all right? It's not this year, but it'll come eventually. Um, At any rate, those are all the things that I wanted to talk about. Lauren, do you have anything you wanted to touch on before we get into some listener questions? Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, I could be wrong, but I think Mm. Ronta broke a record for lowest save percentage in a game. He did with a four point four two nine save percentage. Uh, he had six saves, or yeah, six saves on fourteen shots. Ha! That's yeah. They got smoked. The Canes got smoked by who even was it? The Sabers, the Islanders. It was somebody not good. Um. Oh God, who was it? Now I'm forgetting. I know now I don't remember, but it was not it wasn't a good team. Sharks. I no, hope I it was the look. Sharks. For their sake. Yeah. Actually, I hope it was um, the Sharks. I don't think it was, but I, I tweeted about it because I love the Oh, the downfall. Lightning, I think. Okay, that's a little bit better. Um but still, 
hilarious. Oh um, yeah, um, it was. Was that uh, Vasilevsky's first game back? Oh, that's even better. Um, yeah. It might have been. Uh, that's funny as fuck. God, welcome Kane's, back, Kane. Here's so... to watching a, a great goaltending performance. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting uh, to see if we get a better performance from the Lightning going forward and seeing how much they truly do rely on Vasilevsky. Because not to say mm. Johansson wasn't doing well, but Johansson. But um, he was definitely thrown into the fire a little bit. Mm, so. Yeah, and and I mean, did it well enough that they managed to secure still a top three spot in the Atlantic that yeah. we, you know, say and is mildly strong still, not as strong as we thought, but still okay. Um, and I mean, Kucherov is leading the league currently in points, um, probably helped by the fact that he had multiple points in that game against the Canes. Um, but yeah, man, I just love the Canes' downfall. I really do. Um, yeah, so that's crazy. That's great stat. I know when that was tweeted, I was like, ah, ha ha ha. I would never show my face again anywhere. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, some questions that we got um from people. Uh, DJ uh, on Twitter at LND. HXLM Linton, but with an X instead of an O and no I. Um, which goalie aside from the Bruins do you think has the biggest personality in the league? Flurry. I thought okay, so that felt like too easy of an answer. I was gonna say that too. So then I was Bennington. like trying to think of somebody else. No, that's but that's a bad personality. <laughs> it's a personality. It is a personality. Um, I know, but then I was like trying to think about it like who else has a pretty big personality? Wall has a bit. Hellebuck has a pretty big personality. Um, uh, Ottinger. Poprowski, he's pretty funny. Poprowski is just kind of weird, but I don't know if that's a bit he, he, or if well, he is just weird. I don't, I don't know if that's a bit either. I... Oh, well, we, we also should talk about... Um, what we didn't talk about, which was the NHL being stupid some more with the Marc-Andre Fleury oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of... Um, yeah. When he wanted to wear a specially designed mask for Native American Heritage Month. Um, and the league first said, do it and we'll fine you. And Marc-Andre Fleury said, okay, bet. I'm rich as fuck. Let's see you fine me. And then the league said, okay, you're right. Wild. We're going to fine your asses. Okay. Sure. Um, I can't get over how stupid this is that we're having these conversations and doing this when literally, like, we've seen Olmark and Swayman wear multiple masks this season to honor the um, centennial season. But the minute that Marc Andre Fleury wants to mix up his mask once for to honor the heritage of his wife and his children. Hmm. That's where we're going to draw the well, line? It's, um... In the Bruins' case, I'd say they're able to do it because they're honoring the legacy of a bunch of old white dudes. So. Nail on the head. True. Um, and, like, like, one of the, uh, 
reporters, I don't remember who it was, if it was Friedman or somebody else said um, that their understanding is that the league's differential treatment was like between that and like, for example, Bobrovsky and Grubauer wearing uh, purple themed masks for Hockey Fights Cancer uh, month, wearing those all month. Um, they said it's the, quote, nature of the cause. Hmm. So what that... is the nature of the cause? Yeah, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, tell me more. Write a paper about it. Submit it. Sound you're saying mm. we can say we hate cancer, which is good. I mean, yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. True. Um, but we can't say I support the history and the, you know, legacy of my wife's heritage and heritage of plenty of indigenous people in North America. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I wonder why that is. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that was a stupid thing. And Lauren, I mean, like, just what are your thoughts on this? The league is constantly getting absolutely smacked in the face with their lack of enforcement of these things they didn't find travis dermott they did not find mark andre Fleury um or the league because he did go on to wear it go him um and so now the league looks stupid isn't it crazy how the l in nhl is capitalized like <laughs> right <laughs> i don't think i can't i can't think about another league that is just constantly like stubbing its toe on the corner of a bed than this league like they're constantly making themselves out to be like sure they if they want to be this um league for all these dudes then that's what they're gonna be but that's not gonna get you an increase in cap (laughs) like i don't think people people are so dumb they don't look at it logistically and also they're just shitty people like I don't understand why this is such a big deal. It's a, it's, it's it, it, and that's what that's what we've been saying this entire time. It's like the ta- tape, tape, the tape. It's not a big deal. It's tape. The helmet. It's a helmet. It's not a big deal. Oh my god! Yeah. Like what this are you is talking? It's actually bonkers that this is where this is what we came to, um, in the aftermath of, like, very few players being homophobic and being bitches that now because guess what now that you've done that when you decided to make that stand you've now put yourself in a position where you have to continuously be drawing lines about what you believe is a good cause and what is not and guess what that's gonna do it's gonna make people hate you even more because every time you say this cause is not okay and this one is you are making infinitely more people angry than you would have been if you had allowed people to do this in the first place. You are setting yourself up for failure. Any competent person would have realized that if they were in the position of the brass of the league, and yet this league didn't realize it. And now they're reaping the consequences of it, and I truly don't understand how we're still letting these same people be in power when they've been this incompetent not only this morally repugnant which they have been and this is all wrong and 
just hateful and improper, but also just stupid for the league. You've gotten more bad press from these decisions than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, like, like you want to grow the game? With who? With who? Yeah. The same 10 people that we've been growing it with for the past 60 years? They're all going to be dead soon. So, <laughs> like, I mean, and it just, it's so, like, absurd to me that it's come on to, it's now been the the responsibility of organizations within the league. Like, for example, the Wild, um, for example, the Coyotes, to stand up and say, we're standing with our player because this is what's right. Then the like that should be coming from the league. The league should be, they are made up of these constituent teams. They should be able to say they they shouldn't, we shouldn't be expecting teams to have to stand up for their players. I mean, they they should and they do, but it should come from the league. And it's so silly. Like this is I, again, I think that that's what this comes down to. This is astronomically silly. Yeah. It's silly that we're doing this, you know? I don't well, know. Ha-ha. It's, like this ah you silly 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 motherfuckers like you just dumb bitches um and that's actually so funny that dj actually said what are five realistic things that you would do as commissioner of the nhl i didn't even notice that that was the second part of his question um i don't know if we have to do five but lauren what is what is beyond that that we just talked about what would you do as commissioner of the nhl um i would first off start by having overtime be a 10 minute 3v3 to golden goal uh yes yeah yeah uh because i feel because i feel like very often in overtime when when there isn't a goal scored and you have to go you know into a shootout it was very obvious that something could have happened. Like one right. team was probably dominating and yeah. they just couldn't get it done. So would you say just continuously repeat the 10 minute three V three until somebody scores? Um, so no, I don't, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep like periods, like, like do like second overtime. If, if that's what right. you mean. Um, yeah. I think just increasing the time for one 10 minute block and then going to a shootout. If you absolutely have to, yeah. Because I think in in reality, adding a few extra minutes should allow for a goal to be scored on either side. Right, because now it's at um, five. Right, currently it's at five. So mm-hmm. that's a very short time. Yeah, even for three v three, which is yeah, exciting. and you, and you kind of have to get you you have to get used to three v three too. Mm. So it's kind of like the first minute is kind of just kind of figuring out how you're gonna play it. Because right. you practice it and everything, but it's still a completely different game than what 5v5 is. So yeah, yeah do you have anything? I mean, beyond the, the stupid stuff that we talked about, number one, I'm, well, I guess this is more like commissioner of like a team or, or owner of a team. I want more colorful jerseys. I want mm. pink jerseys. I want purple jerseys. I want fun colors. Personally, I think pink jerseys look sexy. They look awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw somebody posted that Guelph or Guelph yep. was wearing these like bright pink jerseys. They looked awesome. NHL could never. Um, so that I'm encouraging it. Rather than just saying don't do it, I'm encouraging it. You have to do it at least once a year. Um, and 
also i think like clarify the rules on goalie interference yeah um, i could do that yeah let's do that um i think i do think the uh like challenge on the offsides that happened like two minutes ago is ridiculous i think that it should still be like for part of it either like a certain amount of time or like if it directly leads like if it's within you know two passes or whatever um then like it's okay to challenge but it gets a little bit ridiculous if like a, a team's been in the zone for like a minute and a half and you know a minute and a half it takes a minute and a half the other team can't clear the fucking puck and then the team score like let's yeah, be real 30, it doesn't really 30 seconds right um we need a threshold yeah those are some big things i'd change i would start being better like like just in that's kind of it doesn't make sense i would start being better in general but i would because like <laughs> Period. you have you yeah you have the ability i think to grow the game and make it more um profitable and in doing so you'd be able to increase you know the cap you would be able to um pay your players better and potentially see better results um and oh you know what else i changed because it was really pissing me off during the rangers game oh it might not have been in the rangers game it might have been in the red wings game i don't remember there were times when they were in the corner and i couldn't see them because they went they faded into the boards and i was like i i hate when that happens i'm like are we doing this like it was fine when you just had a bunch of sponsors that stayed there the whole time. Like, please, don't do this. It's stupid. Like, that's what I mean. Like, we're choosing to make money in all the wrong places, and that bothers yeah. me. Um, So, yeah, I think I should be NHL commissioner. I think we should. We could be co-commissioners, and we would kill it. Oh, we would. Um, DJ also asked, best game, get best game that you've watched as a fan? I don't know if he means in person or just in general, but let, let's say in person. What was your favorite game you've ever watched as a fan? Any level. I feel like I feel like watching that game when I was uh, in Florida, that 9-3 to three game mm -mm. versus the Canadians, when the Canadians swapped their goalies twice. That was, uh, that's funny as fuck. That was, that was pretty insane. I've never seen a game go that high like scoring wise in my life um yeah especially for like tickets that we paid like i don't know 30 bucks for to right. sit in the balcony like that was ridiculous i mean we were like and i also found a bruins fan there so that was pretty fun um yeah that was probably the most insane game i've seen in person um i'm trying to think <sighs> you know i've been to a lot i mean i've been to some good wings games oh i also wanted to ask you i have a question to ask you don't let me forget afterwards um been to a few wings games that were pretty good um but it could be back in 2021 it was like pretty shortly after we were even allowed to like fill all the seats at games because of covid um and the bruins they ended up losing the game in like the second overtime because it was during playoffs and so then it is just overtimes they don't go to a shootout in the playoffs um and it was uh the against the islanders um but it was an awesome game like absolutely electric Tuka Rask was out there killing it um the last time i got to see him uh so that was a pretty great game went with my dad had great seats um oh actually i really 
like the day before my birthday last this past year, this current year, I guess, 2023, um, I went to the Bruins at the Canes. I got like third row seats. I sat alone because it was my birthday and I got it for myself. Uh, I sat in like the third row and it went to a shootout. Swayman was amazing. And then Jake DeBrus scored the uh, game winning goal in the shootout. And it was awesome. That was awesome. But people were kind of mean to me. The Canes fans around me um, thought I was going to get a beer spilled on me. But uh, that was awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, Lauren, how many different NHL stadium or arenas have you been to um, to watch an NHL game? Like, to, to therefore watch that, an NHL game, it, it's it's only Boston, um, New Jersey, and Florida. I think. I think. I think I've only been to. Have you been to? Wait. I thought you'd been to oh you've just been to the bell center but you didn't see it yeah game. yeah it was it was after um the playoffs last year that i went to, or this year that i went to the bell center i would love so to go to three there but yeah. yeah yeah you've been to three i think i've also only been to three obviously the garden um wings little Caesars arena uh and then the canes yeah, I can't think of a time that I went to another game. Um, I would love to. What's one What's one arena you'd love to go to and watch a game at? The Bell Center? Yeah. Um, there or maybe Vegas. Um, I definitely want to oh, go to at some yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, love I, was, trying, I was trying to go to the uh, – because I had gone to all – to three out of four rounds of the playoffs this mm. past year. Um, because I love spending my money, yeah, and not like not like I need it now as a uh, kid in kid in med school, but right. um, I was trying to get tickets to go to Vegas, and the flights were like five hundred dollars, and oh. the tickets to you know sit in the balcony were like two fifty, and I was like, mm, nope, I'm staying at home and I'm watching. Like this is not going to be my thing. Um, but yeah, so I'd want to go there and see how it is. I've all, I also kind of want to go to Vegas because I've never been, so it's yeah. I think I'd lose every dollar I've ever made in my life, though. Oh, um, me too. I'm already concerned about. I'm already concerned about that when the the uh, Canes make a. I don't even know if I'll still be living here because I think it's opening in 2025, and God knows if I would if I'm. God knows what I'm doing with my life. Period. Um, but uh, they're opening a sports book. Uh, attached oh. to PNC Arena, and like I've seen the plans for it, it's humongous and it looks sick. Um, but yeah, I would say where would I like I'd love to see a game in Vegas. I have heard that Climate Pledge Arena, where the Kraken play, is super yep. cool. I would love to see that. I, I really want to see their like when they have the, the tentacle like come out of the ice and the uh two jumbotrons. Um, those would be cool, I think. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things also about um, Amelie Arena, which is where the Lightning play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there have been some cool... It sounds like there are some pretty cool arenas that I would just like to go to um, to watch a game. It is my dream to go to like every uh, stadium at their arena. I think that that would be, that would be pretty cool. Um, good Vibe Greg said, just in case you guys haven't brought it up, talk about flurry um he said i love seeing players stand up to the bullshit hockey is for fucking everyone stop putting the l in nhl so true greg so true hockey My is guy. For, hockey is for everyone um it should be it should get, be should be it's they're acting like it's not um 
Sophia has a bunch of questions. She wanted us to uh, say what hockey players' teams resonate with Taylor Swift eras the most. We did do this a long time ago. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any. Like she said, the Rangers are obviously 1989, which I'm pretty sure I said. Um, you did say that when, I, when we actually did this, like God, months ago now. Um, oh my God, that was crazy. Um... I was thinking about this, like what week, what what episode we're on. When I was like looking at this, I'm going, like we've done 16 episodes. That's crazy. We've only missed a week. <laughs> but at any rate, um, yeah, 1989, the Rangers just worked because the Welcome to New York and the whole vibe. Um, what era do you think the Bruins are right now? I feel like. I feel like they're always going to be, like, folklore. I don't know. They have so many ups and downs. It's ridiculous. I don't want to. I think the Red Wings are in their reputation era. The, yeah, that. that. You know, they're kind of pissy works. about, like, the way um, that they've even, been. Even um, Vancouver. Mm, yes. Vancouver reputation, maybe. Uh, yep. Building a reputation, I guess. Jets uh, kind of in reputation era after the loss of PLD, showing they're still hot shit. Yeah. Um, mm. Jonathan Quick, as just a person, is in his reputation era. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like he is. He's out here. He's showing out. I feel like Vegas is kind of like fearless. Mm, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like that's good. They they got nothing to lose really. Like they 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 got a cup up like yeah. Real. Um I think that like Brad Marshawn like he is he's in his like midnight's era cuz he's you know just coming off the <laughs> loss of Patrice Bergeron and now he's you know he's finding his place. Getting, getting, making his way downtown. Trying to be uh, anyway, person. Um, <laughs> yeah, trying to find his identity um, without his two friends. Um, and then Sophia said, "Other topics. You already know what I want. I assume she wants to talk about the Rangers and probably the Rangers beating the Bruins. Um, although she, I think she sent this in before that. Um, yeah, Rangers beat the Bruins. Rangers are number one in the league. Not but- looking like they're showing any signs of slowing down." Did you say good? Yeah. Good. I'm glad that they're number one because that means we're not. Yeah. I don't want the presidential. And I don't want to be. I'm hoping the pattern holds of a team winning the president's trophy. And then yeah, me too. the next season. Knock on wood, winning the cup. I'd be electric. Um, Sophie also just said Douglas. I actually don't know why does that start? That's that's what they call Jonathan Quick. What is that? Is, sure is it just because he's like name? A, I don't. Is it his middle name? <laughs> I think so. I, or is it just because he looks like an ordinary dude? Let me see. <laughs> you think they put him on the like jumbotron thought, and they were like Douglas? That's Douglas. Let's see. It is his middle name. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know why they do that, but I don't know. Sure, he's doing Dude, pretty I'll, well. I'll, a great game. I'll talk about Jonathan quick. She 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 posted. I forget if we said this or not. I don't I don't know if we did, 
but uh, she posted a picture of him, and it was just Pookie. And I was like, yeah, well, definitely. In my mind, Jonathan Quick is 5'7". What? He looks like a short man. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. You look he like looks short. You're 4'11". I actually, I, I meant to mention this to you the other day. Um, mm. Me and my friend were, so I have text, I, I'm really bad at like deleting texts. I have texted my phone from 2016 and I was Jeez. looking through them because I was trying to find some incriminating evidence on one of my friends from 2016. And there's uh, a text that I, because I was being made fun of for being short. And mm. I have a text that says, at least I can skate above the crossbar. <laughs> and I was like, ah, if only if only 16-year-old me knew what a joke that would become. <laughs> True. Um, uh, Sophie also asked, what's your favorite player on your least favorite team if you have one? She said she knows she doesn't. Okay, well, first, yeah, that, that warrants what... Who's my least favorite team? Who's your least favorite team? I don't know. Like I feel Black like Blackhawks are low like... hanging fruit. Yeah. So don't do that. I don't know. Do you have one? Like I have to. Do you I, just I ask me like if, if I have a least favorite team? Like a least favorite player on your least favorite team? I know what your least favorite team is. Well, no, she said your favorite player on my, my least favorite team. My least favorite player on or my least favorite team whatever. is Tony D'Angelo. My favorite okay. player on my least favorite team is probably probably Sebastian Ajo. I like Ajo. Um, I think he's a cool dude. Oh. Very good. I feel like I, I feel like team. my least favorite team changes constantly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's whoever the Bruins lost to most recently. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to stick with, like, Toronto, and I think I'm going to say Wall is probably my favorite player on That's a good answer. That team. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, that's... I could say Nylander as well, but... Yeah. Um, probably Wall. I saw a very cringy video on my timeline this morning of Nylander dancing, yeah, like a TikTok dance. Yeah, it's well... Very, I... very cringe. I can imagine that. I I don't need to see it. I can just see it in my head. Yeah, you can picture it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what other sports do you enjoy besides hockey? None I, of them. <laughs> I'm a huge basketball fan as well. For those of you who don't know, I also have a basketball podcast with uh, Marty the Meat Man called Cross Court Coverage. Obviously, I like most sports. Uh, I am a football fan. Um, regretfully, uh, New England Patriots fan. Um, I like soccer. Huge fan of college soccer. Um, I mean, I do like baseball, but I have to go to the games. I feel like I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not good at sitting down and watching a baseball game like on TV. Mm-mm. That's hard for me. Um, yeah. I find it very boring. Oh, what other, I fall asleep. What? Are, what other sports exist? Soccer, football, basketball. I do you I don't understand F one. Is that a sport? Are we counting that as a I sport? don't I, I I don't I don't understand it, but I'm happy for everybody who does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and like because yesterday I, my time my time oh, was wrestling. all wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I okay, I don't understand people like 
my my brothers used to be huge into like WWE. I don't understand how that's a big thing. I'm not a fan. Um, just because it's just I don't. It's not real. And I I, I know that really takes it's, me it's out of it. <laughs> like like it's all rehearsed and I don't know. Right. Um. Really sexualized and it is that is also true. It's um, really uncomfortable to watch. It, it does get really uncomfortable to watch. Um. Sophia asked if I played hockey. No, I never did. I wish I did. I, that would have been cool, but no, never, I was never too late. Yeah, let me go buy some skates. I'll use my ex boyfriend who was, you know, six five on skates. I'll use his stick that I have up in my closet uh, <laughs> as my stick out there. Uh, but uh, no, um, I wish I did. That would have been cool, though. I'm gonna make sure that my if I have children that they will be hockey players. Um, <laughs> Ian Kennedy, Kennedy I-57, asked us, how beneficial do you think getting our asses handed to us, being the Bruins, um, for a few games this early in the season is? I think it gives us a major wake-up call. Lauren, thoughts? I am so excited. <laughs> like, like I, could, I, couldn't be, I couldn't be happier after losing because you look at last year and they didn't understand how to lose until they got to the playoffs and then all of a sudden, they were losing, and it's like, ah, what do I do now? It's like, you, right. you you try harder, and you win. But anyways, if they start losing now, they can still be, you know, it's, it's they still have the potential to be a great team. Like, I don't want to go ahead and say that they're going to, you know, go for the number one draft pick now all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it's important to be able to understand how to lose and then bounce back and then also to understand like see how it feels to lose multiple in a row and then realize that what you're doing isn't good enough and have that conversation as a team which will only in the end bring you closer um if you have the right team mm. like the te- the right team members because i mean i've been on losing teams and Nobody cares because it's just they're losing and you're just going to lose. And that's just the way that it's going to be. But I've also been on teams that have had, you know, like a two game losing streak and you sit in the locker room and you talk it out and you you're like, what didn't work? What did work? And how do we change this going forward? And the Bruins have that kind of team where they have such trust in each other and such a good relationship with each other where I don't see them, you know, going into this monumental collapse. Um, yeah. I just see this being beneficial in the long run. No, I think that that's very real. I think that, you know, I, I I say it about the Celtics too. I'd much rather lose these games right now than lose, you know, two games in a row in the playoffs. Um, I think that this is just an opportunity to show that, you know, this is a team that knows how to persevere and knows how to move forward. And if they can show that, it makes it all the more powerful. Um you know, to the naysayers who are like, they're peaking too early. Um, Cause I think they have a lot left in the tank. So hopefully, you know, some getting whipped into shape um, will bring them around to a better. Um, yeah. Well, cause games. you, you never want to get, you never want to get too high. You never want to get too low. You always want to stay perfectly in the middle. And sometimes you, sh- you stray from that and that's fine. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, there was an element of hubris, I think last year, 
um, in the playoffs that I don't want to have happen again. So um, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this does pay off. Um, Ian also asked a dream trade deadline targets. Who is there any Quinn Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. If we're going just anybody that I can fucking think of Nylander. Sure. Um, Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, yeah. Uh, a defenseman, like to be honest. A defenseman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need. I know it's tough. Like Mitchell's been sucking, um, and Monty's been like saying that like it's kind of like uh, like a, a matchup based thing. Whether he goes with Shattenkirk or Mitchell, I don't want it to be. Mitchell sucks. Just put Shattenkirk in. I get it. He's older, a little bit yeah. slower, but I don't know. Um, I would take. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. If there's any realistic person the Bruins could get at the deadline or before the deadline. Um, probably not. Probably not. I think they're like the other thing is that like we're already seeing like the separation of the sort of separation of teams is already happening. That pretty soon it's going to be too late. Um you know, four teams that are right now in the middle of the pack. Whereas like teams like the Bruins last year sort of threw everything at the wall and got these players that they anticipated would be able to help them win the cup. Um, like those are the I'm pretty things sure. that you're What? I'm pretty sure this is a team that they're taking for the long run. Yeah. Like, like I don't think they're doing anything. They have so much money coming like next year. That like right. What do you what do you what do you really what can you really do right now? Not much. Yeah. Um. Jordan, our friend Jordan Swaymark, uh, asked us. We're still pretty early in the season and months away from the deadline. Um, but looking at the Bruins right now, if the deadline was tomorrow, what is a move you would like to see the Bruins make? One <laughs> that seems realistic for them to make, which is kind of like what we just talked about. Um. But if it were tomorrow, Quinn Hughes. <laughs> That's that's an unrealistic one. A realistic thing that they could do. I don't know, because you're never going to get somebody from an Atlantic team that is pretty good. Like, last year we got Bertuzzi, obviously, but that was because the Red Wings were bad and it didn't matter. Um, I think that also, like, I don't see us being able to do anything at the trade deadline without giving up a pretty significant piece. You know what I mean? If if we do something at the trade deadline, we are going to give a goalie to mm. a shitty team. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. That's so true. I'm not going to do that. Go with what we have. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I, that's, that's what concerns me is that I think at this point, like we would have to give something up. Um, and there's nobody really out there right now. Significant. There's nobody out there right now that I could look at and say, like like for real like a realistic choice like a one for one if i was to look at trading olmark let's say there's nobody out there that could, would just help the team as much as i think olmark helps the team and so i don't think there's any one for one trade that i would make that would make this team significantly better or even yeah. the same because then you're riding Swayman, who I don't want to play the old, hasn't played a whole year yet, hasn't, you know, taken over yet, but it's true. And then you'd have to 
bring up Bussy. Bussy. Yeah. Bussy. And I don't want to do um, that either. So. Yeah. Uh, well, those are all the questions that we got. Lauren, should we do some BuzzFeed quizzes now? I want to do some quizzes. Okay, good. The ones that we missed last week because Lauren had to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, it was a very long drive in the very, very dark. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Um, Marie sent us one that's, uh, I really want to do that's the Taylor, uh, vault song personality quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to open them all now. Go and grab it. I'm Bam. grabbing it. No, 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 no. What is your favorite vault song? Um, I do really like um, Is It Over Now? I think that's a really good one. Uh, but I feel like there's there's one that I'm I'm forgetting the name of that I like more. Um, <laughs> that was so unhelpful. I forget. <sighs> no, it's not that one. I don't know what I don't know which which song I'm thinking of. I like nothing new from Red um, with Phoebe Bridgers. I'm so excited I for also... the reputation. I really hope they they oh, let me down. I know I'm so excited. I also really like. Um, I honestly like a lot of the songs from 1989. The Vault songs on 1989. Um, now that we don't talk is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, I really like um, you will... electric oh, touch. Uh, uh, mm, yes, because I like yes. Fall Out Boy, um, as well. So yep, that one that one was one of my faves this summer. Um. Anyway, okay. Do you have the one pulled up? Uh, the wait. Uh, it's the nineteen eighty nine. Oh, the nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll ask first. So choose an original nineteen eighty nine song. Shake it off. Out of the woods, clean, blank space, wildest dreams. Uh, out of the woods for me. I'll say wildest dreams. All right. Um, choose a song from Midnight's Antihero, Lavender Haze, Midnight Rain, You're On Your Own Kid, and Sweet Nothing. You're on your own kid. Okay. Um, Lavender Haze. Um, okay. Now choose a song from Speak Now. Speak Now, the story of us, Dear John, mine, Sparks Fly. Um, Probably Speak Now. Yeah, I think I also would say Speak Now. All right, go ahead. Mm. How about a song from Reputation? Getaway Car, I Did Something Bad, Delicate, Gorgeous, Ready For It. This one's too easy for me. It's Getaway Car. Yeah, mine is also Getaway Car. <laughs> Just one of her best, I think. Yeah. All right. So from folklore, Cardigan, Mirrorball, Exile, Last Great American Dynasty. This is me trying. Oh, God. Uh, Last Great American Dynasty. Yeah, I'm close on that one, but I think I'm going to say Exile. That that one was tough. That was really tough. Um. How about one from her debut album? Should have said no. Tim McGraw, our song, Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar. Say Picture to Burn. All right. I'm going to say should have said no. Those two are like one and the same for me. They're like such angsty girl shit. I love it. Yeah. All right. One from Lover. 
Daylight, The Man, Paper Rings, Lover, Miss Americana, and The Heartbreak Prince. Miss mm, Americana, probably. That's what I say. That's what I would say too. Although lately, I've been really into The Man. Um, I've been listening to that one a lot. I I do think Paper Rings is such a cute song. Though. Yeah, I just can't relate. Um, <laughs> yeah, n- neither of us can. <laughs> <laughs> Evermore, uh, Champagne Problems, Cowboy Like Me, Misery, No Body, No Crime, Dorothea. Um, Sorry, I have bloody nose this morning and I can't talk. Mine is pretty heavily Champagne Problems. Oh, Dorothea. No Body, No Crime, probably. That's a good one. All right. Um, One from Fearless, Love Story, Fearless, 15, The Way I Loved You. Or You Belong to Me. Sorry, I forgot the last one. Um, the way I loved you, probably. That's mine too. Yeah. All right. And red twenty two beginning in. I knew our trouble trouble all too well. Red. I mean, assuming that this is all too well, ten minute version. Yeah, it's that one for me. Every day. Yeah, that's me too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Same one. Okay, I have I have yours. What's mine? Uh, yours is, uh, Say Don't Go. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Um, yours is, Is It Over Now? That's so true. Um, God, I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the other one for Marie in that same box? Yes. The, um, it is, you might know your outer aesthetic, but what's your inner aesthetic? Oh, God. (laughs) My inner okay. aesthetic is tired. Yeah, real. Okay. <laughs> I'll go first. How would your friends describe you to someone you've never met? Creative, playful, confident, simple, friendly, serious. I, well, I feel like nobody ever calls me playful. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it, I feel like we should answer this for each other. Because how would I describe okay. you to somebody who's never met you? I would probably say friendly. I like that. I would say confident. I was gonna say I feel like people would say confident about me. <laughs> so I'm okay, putting yeah. in yours, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, putting confident. All right, go ahead. You do the next one. All right, which of these do you value most in your life? Memories, freedom, fame, kindness, individuality, friendship. I'd say friendship. I feel I like I feel like memories. Mm, I think I I cry a lot about memories. Real. All right. Which of the following is your ideal date location? An art museum, a park, an arcade, a theme park, a rooftop, a movie theater? Somebody's taking you on a date. What do you want? God. um, A rooftop just seems like a out-of-the-box experience, so I'm going to go with rooftop. Let's okay sure um i i would say an arcade i fucking love arcades yeah that'd be fun okay maybe all right go ahead you um which of these movie genres is your favorite romance horror fantasy coming of age comedy animated disney i'm gonna include pixar and animated disney and so i'll say that what about you i'm gonna say coming coming of age okay 
Which of these would you rather be complimented on? My personality, my cooking, my intelligence, my style, my taste in music, my humor. Mm, my humor, probably. That's a good one. Honestly, I think this is just the law student in me, but I'd probably say my intelligence. I would love to hear some of my professors tell me that they think I'm smart. They don't do that, but yeah, I'd like it. If they well, oh, um, great. Okay, this is mine. Uh, some girl in my class basically told me I was stupid. That was really cool. Oh, well, she's um, a bitch. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, do you want to describe the art pieces? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Go just ahead. glad this wasn't two weeks ago. Uh, I know, right? Art pieces speak to you the most. All right. So number one is a... <laughs> a bunch of, like, faces and hands but they're all mm. connected in like one swoop of a drawing with mm -hmm. like a multicolored background okay. then there's a white fence surrounded by a lot of flowers uh mm. there is a woman yeah statue um statue yeah uh some kind of like almost maybe a city type yeah. painting uh, and then there's a heart with flowers on it and then there's something that looks like I've been utilizing drugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like an LSD scape yes it is a uh, very colorful very vibrant and I I don't like it <laughs> all right I'll go with the statue one, the third one. What about you? All right. I'm going to go with the heart one. Okay. All right. Which of these music genres do you enjoy the most? Folk, hip-hop, pop, rock, classical, indie? Pop, probably. I'm an indie girly. Um, which of these gifts would you be most touched to receive? Baked goods, a plane ticket, personalized scavenger hunt, Sign coffee, co coffee. Sign copy of your favorite book, bouquet of flowers, and a new luxury car. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, the most the one I'd be most touched to receive would be a signed copy of my favorite book. Probably that would be cool. I feel like a scavenger hunt is pretty cool. That'd be fun yeah. if it leads if it leads to a new luxury car. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh God! All right. So which one of your these turn. images make? Makes you feel the most at home. Okay, the first one looks like a like a wooded land, like a fairyland almost, but like the sun coming through the trees. The next one is like somebody baking what appears to be an apple dessert. They're like pouring in some flour into a mixing bowl. The next one is a record shop, like with records lined up and posters on the wall. The next one is like a huge library, very Harry Potter-esque with like busts, yep. marble busts on the side. Um, the next one is a concert venue. Looks like they're raging. And then the, the, uh, the last one is like a video game chair and like desktop setup. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Harry Potter-esque library. Okay. I'll go with the record store. Which of these superna supernatural creatures would you rather be? Fairy, dragon, vampire, mermaid, zombie, alien? What would I rather be? I guess a dragon? Dragon D's nuts across your face. Oh, uh, 
Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been better prepared for that. Um, All right, go ahead. I feel like I'd want to be a vampire because I feel like they live forever. Mm. Okay. Which of these me, characteristics? If you know anything about me? You know I'm terrified of death. <laughs> Good. Which of these characteristics do you find most <laughs> annoying uh, in other people? Being boring, being impatient, being ignorant, being dependent, being a follower, being defensive. <laughs> There's a lot here. Um, most annoying, ignorant. That's mine too. I feel like it's it's tough because you can be ignorant and you can be very defensive. Yeah, so. true. But all right, what is your favorite kind of weather? Snow, lightning storms, clear and sunny, rain, cool, cool and breezy, fog. Favorite kind of weather? I'd say clear and sunny. Yeah, I'm gonna say Clarence, honey. I I like the snow, but I like the snow like when it first starts, and then after that, it's annoying. Yeah, right. And then I'm I'm kind of done. Okay, if you could live in any of these places, which one would you pick? An abandoned castle taken over by plants, a tiny mushroom cottage in the woods. What do you mean a tiny mushroom cottage? Like, is it made out of? Mu- it doesn't matter. A high rise apartment at the <laughs> bottom of the ocean. Ooh. Inside That's inside terrifying. a. a, a Inside a giant Halloween town jack-o'-lantern. Oh, I see. They're all weird. Um, yeah. A faraway city where all the residents are magical. A bouncy house on top of a fluffy cloud. Ah! Um, high-rise apartment at the bottom of the ocean uh, would not work. That's not... That 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 can't happen. Lauren, neither would a um, tiny mushroom cottage <laughs> in the woods. None of these would work. This It could happen, theoretically. You just have to carve open the stem of the mushroom, and then there's a cottage. Um, but then again, I guess you can't have a bouncy clouds on top of a cloud, and I guess there are no magical residents of a faraway city. As far as we know. Um, as far as we know. Uh, I'm going to go with the bouncy house, though. That's what I was going to say, too. I'm going to say that one, too. All right, go ahead. Ooh, if you were cookie flavor, what would you be? Chocolate chip cookie, strawberry jam cookie, red velvet cookie. Ugh. Confetti cookie, <laughs> snickerdoodle, oatmeal raisin cookie. I would say, I'd say a confetti cookie. I'm going to say confetti cookie. I love like funfetti stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Finally, if you were living in a movie, what character would you want to be? The protagonist, the villain, the funny best friend, the love interest, the sarcastic older sibling, or the mentor? I feel like I'm slotted into the funny best friend category forever. That's a good the love one. interest. I think would never happen. <laughs> You're right. I I think I'm gonna go protagonist, but like in like an like an antihero kind of way, like a um mm. kind of like a, a what's his face and Catcher in the Rye, even though I hate that book, Holden Caulfield. Um, mm. but I hate that book and I hate him as a character. So, but I hate myself, so that checks out. All right. <laughs> you got dark academia. <laughs> You're someone with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. Sometimes that means staying up reading until two in the morning because you simply what know must know what happens. And other times it means binge watching two crime shows and trying to solve the cases yourself. 
You have a taste for the classics and live your life like the, you're the protagonist of a coming-of-age movie. You have a bright mind and an even brighter future ahead of you. That's kind of, like, accurate. Like, honestly, like not the, the second half of it, at least, but, like, I definitely would stay up <laughs> reading. I would definitely binge true crime shows and try to figure out what happened. Um, yeah. That's very me-coded. You got bubblegum core. <laughs> You're a total sweetheart. Your aesthetic is bubblegum core, also previously known as soft core. What? Pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> soft core? Is that the word they wanted to use there? So- soft core what? <laughs> anyway, you're a genuine down-to-earth person. You're always the first one to offer your friends a helping hand or a shoulder to cry on. Some people might call you sensitive, but you've just got a massive heart. And dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Basically, I'm a do... soft bitch. Yeah, let's do one more. Okay, let's do the which Disney princess are you? What is your favorite Disney movie? Hunchback, Robin Hood, Aristocats, Lion King, Love Bug, Freaky Friday, Sword in the Stone, Lady in the Tramp, The Black Cauldron. I was a huge Aristocats fan growing up. Like, I would watch that non-stop. So I would say that one. What about you? I'll probably say Freaky Friday. Your enemies are probably envious of your your industriousness, <laughs> your looks. I don't have enemies. Your determination, your dreams, your wealth, your bravery, your demeanor, your passions. <laughs> <laughs> my looks no um uh i maybe i'll go determination yeah i'll say i'll say my passions i don't know this is a weird one but okay mm-hmm. i said determination all Ooh. right what are you most scared of death we just i was about to say we this. figured that one out already um saying goodbye to my friends losing my job pop quizzes i don't have a job global warming scissors <laughs> corporations war being alone standing still damn um saying goodbye to my friends i guess is mine honestly probably global warming that terrifies Mm me real all right what do you look for in a soulmate loyalty steadfastness passion bravery kindness beauty humor a sense of adventure or wealth loyalty i guess i've only been cheated on twice gross (laughs) i would say passion oh i like the next one choose an animal to talk to phoenix bluebird a mouse i just said that like a phoenix bluebird is one animal (laughs) Uh, a phoenix a bluebird a mouse, a meerkat, a warthog, <laughs> animals can't talk, cockatoo, shark, and a possum. For me, it's a, it's a no-brainer shark. I'll talk to a phoenix. Okay. Mm. What do you like to do with your time off? Doesn't exist. Go camping. <laughs> Just get out of town. Get together with my family. Lie around. Oh, I'm always working. Um, play video games, burn the candle at both ends, LARP! <laughs> <laughs> LARP! Or go to the What do you beach. think we're doing later? 
<laughs> I'm LARPing. <laughs> God. Um, I'm always working. I would say lie around, honestly. Well, the, it's either I'm always working or I'm lying around. That's yeah, no real. in between. Um, that's so true. What is the secret to true love? Not cheating on each other. I think that's the secret to true love. Yeah. Um, well, humor, understanding. Me. I'll know when I find it. Faith, compassion, acceptance, equality, chemistry, communication. I guess communication. Oh. Yeah, I'll go with compassion. Where would you like to have your first date? Movie theater, bar, club, park, zoo, coffee shop, restaurant. I don't have time to date. Museum. <laughs> um, I'm going to say coffee shop because it's easier to get out of if you have to. Real. I'd say a museum. That sounds fun. <laughs> oh, what was that? Makeup. Oh. <laughs> Pick a singer. Lord Willow Smith. Molly Cyrus. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just M-L-L-E-Y. Sarah, um, Miles Davis, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Bruno Mars, Lana Del Rey. Oh. I'll say Miley Cyrus. I'm going to say Miley Cyrus, too, because I, I don't listen to any of the other people. All right, Lauren, what's your happily ever after? Having good friends, finding my equal, achieving my dreams, having a job I love, being in a caring relationship, living in a mansion, finding inner peace, I'm not sure yet, or traveling the world. Um, Having good friends. I'm going to say living in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you're still my friend. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll bring my good good friends to your mansion. All right. You... Or Ariel, you're a dreamer who's so always you. thinking of the- No way! Oh my god, we're twinning! Oh my god, you're a dreamer who's always thinking of the next big step in your life. Some may think you have set your sights too high, but your friends know you are capable of anything. Let's go. Wow. Poetic. I am capable of anything. Well, folks, as you know, oh, you know what I want to say? I had a dream last night that, like, Alex Debrinkit and... Somebody else on the Red Wings got accused of like murder. Oh my god. And they were still playing. But everybody was like, murderers are, you know, playing because like I guess the evidence was pretty damning. Like there was like on video or something. Just putting it out there. I don't think that that happened. But I did check the internet when I woke up because I was like, wait a second. Did they commit a murder? No, they didn't. Well, um, so we did have a question from Kyle. Oh. Um, oh yeah, we did have a question from Kyle. Wait, someone someone commented under your thing, she, her, lol. Yeah, lol. <laughs> what? I don't understand. Lauren, every time I see this in panic, trying to come up with a good question and never come up with anything, my brain freezes. <laughs> Love her. Um, Kyle said, since I'm about to board my flight, are you a sit-in-your-seat person or a stand-in-the-aisle person when the planned, when the plane lands? If you are a stand-in-the-aisle kind of person, I don't like you. Yeah. You sit there, and you sit there until it's your time to get up, and you don't clap. You, you do not clap. You say no. nothing, you sit in silence, and you wait for us all to get off. 
And you make sure that you grab, like, if you have something underneath the seat, make sure you grab that and have it out on your lap. Be unbuckled mm-hmm. when it gets to your row. Do not cut in front of people. That pisses me off to no end. And then very quickly make a panic run to wherever your luggage is up in the overhead compartments. Please, God, don't put me in a situation where it's behind me because then I will freak the fuck out. Yep. I will be panicking. Excuse me, excuse me. I'd probably just sit in my seat and wait. Yeah, I, like, I, would, I would let everybody just crawl over me while I wait to, like, to I could be on the back. second row, and you know what? Everybody else go. It's fine. That's like, it's like when you're getting on the plane, and, like, there are no overhead compartments near your seat, so you have to go backwards and put it up there, but then people push to stay up with you in the line in mm-hmm. the aisle, and then you have to be, like, awkwardly, like, actually, my seat is back there, and then everybody's got to do this little awkward backwards thing while you get back to your seat. God, <sighs> awful. Planes stress me out. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Once I'm in there, like if I have to go to the bathroom, it doesn't matter. Like I'm oh, sitting I will in my knock seat, and I am going to deal with it. I'm so stressed out about it. Yeah, I like airports. I really don't like the actual plane part. I I like flying. I I'm a big fan of oh. being in the air. I think oh, it's I fun. Oh. But like I'm I'm sitting there and I'm staring out that window, and that is all you're getting for me that entire trip. Oh, yeah. I don't need anybody trying to talk to me unless they're hot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> I know. I feel like it. I always run into hockey players when I'm flying. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me look at your uh, elite prospects and see. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you're uh, worth talking to. <laughs> real. Uh, oh, big yawn. Um, well, that said, Lauren, parting thoughts. Um, nothing. Deepest no, nothing comes to mind. Uh, oh, you know say, what? I... Everybody oh, say God. good luck to me. I take a proficiency this week that's worth fifty percent of my grade, and I need yeah, to pass it go, to Lauren. move on. You will. You got this, Queenie Weenie. Yeah, and then I start my um, ter- finals next week. So I know I also start finals soon. Um, so everybody pray for us. The other thing. I just looked at our pot when I was looking at our podcast to see how many we have. I think it's like people on Twitter who really don't like me will go and like give our podcast a one star rating. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you've made it through this, please give our podcast a not one star rating. I don't care if you want to give it a four or three, but I hate seeing that like two people have given it a one star because I just know that it's because they don't like me and not because they don't like the um uh podcast um because out there they haven't listened to it because we're so funny and lovable and yeah. cool um so at any rate everyone go forth into the world do good be kind have the day you deserve oh that's a good one yeah um you're all wonderful and hey Bruins we lost two in a row can only go up from here Kind of. We're so back. We're so back. So back. Like we never even left. All right, everybody. I love you all. Weekly kisses. I don't know why I do that. Um, Hi. um, (laughs) Weekly. I just put my microphone in my mouth.